welcome to CX Today. My name is Charlie and today I'm delighted to be joined by Christoph Berner, uh, Senior Director of Digital at Ciara. Christoph, thanks very much for joining us. How are you doing today? Hi Charlie, hi to everyone on the call out there. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm doing fine. We have a beautiful day. I'm located in Vienna in Europe, um, in, in the heart of, of Europe more or less. Um, yeah, we have a lot of snow, so real, really winter wonderland. So yeah, doing pretty good. Oh wow, very nice. Yeah, we definitely uh, don't have that. I'm uh, I'm also in uh, uh, Belgium, well, in Europe, <laughs> in Belgium, close to Brussels, which is another heart of Europe, I suppose. But uh, unfortunately, no snow, no snow. Uh, well, I'm sorry to kind of bring you indoors uh, to talk about um, some of the trends, traps, uh, and solutions uh, in regards to generative AI-powered virtual agents. Now, this has uh, been a big topic, uh, obviously, in 2023. And what I'm surprised we've not kind of talked about specifically, we've talked about various different use cases with generative AI in the context center, but not so much in regards to conversational AI specifically. Um, maybe I think the best place to start this conversation is by asking you kind of how has generative AI helped to bolster um, the abilities of virtual agents, uh, maybe in the, in the context center? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, I would say generative AI and um, the large language models behind them um, are transforming at the moment the entire contact center world. And to be honest, um, we see them transforming the entire world around contact centers also. So um, the hype that is generated here um, is accelerating and at the same time broadening the adoption of virtual agents um, in contact centers like we have seen nothing else before doing it. And, and um, Gen AI can here, for example, help um, to extend the capabilities of these virtual agents with, with increased personalization, with the ability to understand context, and at the end of the day, with, with a way much better and improved natural language understanding. And this is what it is about. You need to understand your clients and, and their intentions in the contact center. And yeah, at the end of the day, this allows these virtual agents um, to, to digest, to understand very complex queries also, and to respond here in, in a way much more human-like manner. And, and this, at the end of the day, then, of course, also significantly improves the customer experience overall. And, and um, then, in addition, you, you can also have to take into consideration that um, these Gen AI capabilities um, can, can allow virtual agents to learn and evolve based on all the inputs they get, yeah, which, which means nothing less that they are becoming better and better in providing customer service with, with every query they answer. And, and um, finally, and this is maybe the, the most important stuff for the enterprises leveraging these technologies, well, with, with LLMs and generative AI, um, you can save a huge amount of time and effort when it comes to building such virtual agents. So in, instead of starting here from zero, um, you simply take a, a foundation model like ChatGPT or GPT that is behind uh, ChatGPT um, that is already trained with huge amounts of data, e.g. the internet, for example, um, and you simply fine-tune it with your own data. And, and this way of doing it reduces the time to market of these virtual agents. And, and therefore, of course, also the costs, which are at the end of the day important for enterprises um, to build such a virtual agent um, to a minimum. Right? But uh, like most of the time uh, in our lives, whenever there is something very great on one side, there's also a downside 
um, um, on the other side. And, and this other side is simply that uh, by leveraging these technologies, you're also giving up control yeah? because um, we don't know what GPT is doing in the background with our data and, and how they are um, producing answers in detail. And, and uh, are they relying to all these privacy guidelines out there? And as you mentioned, you're also located in the European Union. Um, where we have the European AI Act and so on. So are they compliant? Um, honestly, um, we don't know. And therefore, um, these technologies are great, um, but they need to have guardrails in place. And someone needs to test these guardrails. Yeah? And this is, this is where we come in place. This is what Ciara is doing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I do want to dig into that a little bit deeper. First, I'm going to reflect on what you... Um, what you kind of said at the start of your answer. I mean, there's so many use cases already out there for kind of applying gener generative AI to bots. In st at the start, there's kind of the, well, post-deployment almost, you have kind of the increased scope of the virtual agent so it can handle queries which it hasn't been um, been built for. Um, and then there's also sort of use cases where you can kind of give the bot a persona. I've seen a lot of vendors uh, start doing that. You kind of uh, enabling the bot to respond in a, uh, in a certain way to customers. And then the kind of app, uh, and then, sorry, there's another use case of kind of translating one bot for another market. So if you want to go to Spanish market, you can kind of use generative AI to much quicken um, the pace of building that bot. And with, when in building, you can also kind of automate long lists of customer utterances, utterances sorry, to build into the bot, um, to spot intent opportunities. Yeah, there's so, there's so, much, there's so many possibilities out there. And it's great that you covered uh, lots of those. But as you said, there is, without the correct uh, guardrails, a significant kind of a risk associated with this technology. Um, it'd be great if you can maybe dive in a little bit deeper and tell us about some of the traps that you maybe see uh, with this virtual agent uh, evolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so as, as I said before, we I think we all can see this hype uh, generated and this creates um, at least uh, from from what I'm seeing uh, in the market, a bit of an over-reliance on AI and, and their capabilities and people are a bit overseeing the risks being introduced and, and um, no one questions these risks. Yeah? So it's, it's OpenAI is not questioning them or Google or Microsoft or um, whoever you want to name here. Yeah? Gen AI generated data um, introduces a pretty long list of risks yeah? and, and um, everyone is aware of, of, of uh, the, the famous hallucinations so bots and, and the data they generate uh, being completely made up and um, the main issue that I see here is that they are doing this in a very um, convincing and confident way yeah? so if, if we remember the, the introduction of Google's BART um, where uh, this this question about this telescope taking the first picture from outer space of the world and it it immediately comes back with a super convincing answer and and um, the technology is provided uh, uh, by Google so everyone takes it uh, takes it for serious um, and then wasn't it I think it was the NASA who twittered then an hour later well this this was simply wrong and and. The market immediately reacted. Alphabet shares going down seven or eight percent, which meant I don't know, hundred billion of dollars lost. So, um, hallucinations is one thing. Um, the, the 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 smaller version of hallucinations is simply inaccurate data, and and um, this is something. Um, depending on the domain your contact center is in, you desperately want to avoid. Yeah, if 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 you are a pharmacy company and someone calls and asks. 
um, how many pills of medicine X can I take? You you need a very accurate answer because um, people yeah could could uh, could take harm or, or even die in worst case. Yeah? So that's that's the first risk. Um, another one, and this is one that um, OEMs are telling us a lot. Um, so the big players are fearing a bit misuse or what we would call misuse. Yeah, and this is simply. Um, Everyone easily can digest this example of asking about how to build a bomb and, and based on the knowledge from the entire internet, for example, um, it of course can answer such a question, but um, the, more, uh, the more realistic examples are things like, I tried yesterday to ask um, a telecom bot that is leveraging LLMs, um, how can I change the brakes on my car? because they have to be changed and, and I couldn't get an appointment from a mechanic quickly. And just for fun, I asked it. And, and this telecom company um, uses the, the so-called Fusion model, meaning that they have um, their own labeled data for their business cases and whatever the bot cannot answer what is not covered there is routed to an LLM and Gen AI behind. And this was exactly such a case. Now the telecom bot has no idea how to change race on a car, so it goes to the LLM, and it came back with a perfect step-by-step -step description, even telling me um, in general how the system works and, and pictures for my car model. So it was great, but the thing is, should I change as, as, as an IT guy the brakes on my car? Honestly, I should not. Um, and seeing it from the other side, if I am a telecom provider, should my virtual agent answer stuff like this? Of course not. Yeah, you don't want um, to do it. So this this is typically misuse, um, and this goes further. Yeah, ending up in in reverse engineering and and prompt injections and stuff like that. And then in addition, we have all all the bias and the ethical topics that that anyway the whole world uh, is discussing already. Um, in Europe, we have the, the AI Act, as mentioned before, and, and in America now, um, the, all the states are following with their own regulations. So we'll be will be pretty tough and tricky um, to test those things. Um, in general, data privacy security is a huge thing. Yeah, the European AI Act requires you here to to be fully transparent what you're doing with data. Um, that's challenging if you're using an LLM behind. Um, model drift is, is a term that is everywhere around. I, I mentioned before that this, these technologies can learn um, from every interaction. Um, but the thing is, if, if you don't control this with continuous maintenance updates and so on, um, they could also learn bad stuff. And then we are again back at not enough accuracy and in worst case, um, maybe even hallucinations again. Um, and yeah, this, this list goes on. Yeah, it's a pretty long one. Um, at the end of the day, I also see um, a big lack of planning, to be honest, talking to our clients. I, at the moment, it feels like every enterprise, every management or board is, is telling their team, we need to leverage these technologies. It's the new big thing. And I'm not questioning this. You know? So I'm, I'm pretty sure that um, in, in, in a certain amount of time, um, most of the virtual agents out there will be leveraging it. Um, but without proper planning, this this ends up usually in a disaster. Yeah? So these these systems um, need rigorous testing, um, and and this is again what what we are trying to do. Mm. Yeah, and there's lots of great stuff in there. And you kind of you mentioned uh, the public gaffes uh, that generative AI solutions like Bard have made, and then also you kind of talked a little bit about the the potential for bias that lies within the LLM models that power um, these generative AI. Um, augmented virtual agents. 
Um, that's kind of created this trust gap uh, with generative AI, which you know the recent meltdown at OpenAI didn't exactly help. Do you do you kind of see this trust gap though as kind of a enterprise uh, adoption barrier, or or not at all, really? Yeah, it's it's well, I'm 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 split here somehow in, into two <laughs> opinions. You, you know these these cartoon pictures with with the angel and the devil on your shoulders. Um, so. As an engineer, um, you have to leverage these technologies. Yeah, it's so good. Um, you can build uh, great stuff so quickly. Um, and as long as you put um, the necessary quality gates there and as you do rigorous testing, um, it's also safe. Um, so do I see this trust gap? Yes, um, I get these questions. And 10 out of 10 of our clients and 10 out of 10 of new prospects um, are asking if we can help them there. Yeah? So on one side, yes, they all want to use it and leverage it. So they, they didn't lose trust completely. But on the other side, they also realized um, that they need this kind of testing. Um, as you mentioned, the, 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 the drama or the meltdown at OpenAI, um, there, I'm not sure. Yeah? For me, this whole situation with Sam Oldman leaving, being then for half a day at Microsoft, being back on the next day at OpenAI. Um, well, it, I'm not a marketing guy, yeah? but it somehow feels like one of the best marketing initiatives we have seen back in 2023. And, and um, if we look at the stock market of OpenAI, um, so it, it didn't do any harm to them. I think OpenAI is worth more than $80 billion at the moment. And, and this is for sure in, in, in the top three list of most valuable startups around. So um, yeah, I, I think this this meltdown, as you called it, um, or drama, as I would call it, mainly shed a lot of light on how commercial competition is is having impact and, and how it's shaping the development of, of AI systems. So that's uh, definitely happening. Um, the trust gap resulting from this uh, is, is not really uh, a barrier to enterprise adoption. I would be, as, as mentioned before, way more concerned about um, the unpredictability um, of outputs this Gen AI is generating, about ethics, about transparency, about data privacy, um, about misuse, about all this stuff. Uh, this, this is what I would fear. Um, uh, but no, I don't see this trust gap being that big. Okay, yeah, that, that's interesting to hear. But let's let's maybe kind of um, revert back uh, to, some, to some of those points, such as the kind of misinformation, the data privacy, um, and kind of all of those traps that you mentioned um, earlier. It'd be great to hear kind of how you at Ciara are helping to kind of cover uh, over these um, and restore maybe some trust uh, within generative AI mm -hmm. uh, powered virtual agents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's. Um, that's a challenging one, uh, not content-wise, but uh, not to sound like like <laughs> a sales guy here. Um, but yeah, as, as I mean, also we, of course, uh, see this trend and this hype. So our main initiative in the last year um, and also in the next year will be um, delivering testing capabilities uh, for LLMs, Gen AI, and the data and especially the risks they introduce. Um, Ciara Botium is a testing and optimization platform for conversational AI. Um, and in the past, um, we were doing um, kind of everything you need to deliver here, some, some flawless customer experience. And, and this starts with 
uh, making sure your training model performs and goes through continuous regression testing and, and testing um, your dialogue flows, the dialogue management, and doing it end-to-end -end on all your preferred channels and doing security and performance and monitoring. And this is the moment where I sound already like a sales guy. Um, so coming back more to LLMs and technically, um, well, what we have done is um, we are shipping testing features um, for all these risks that I mentioned before. Yeah? So when we are talking about hallucinations or inaccurate data, um, we are shipping um, a feature that we call fact checker, or maybe marketing will call it truthfulness checker or content evaluation, however you want to call this. And this will simply um, tell our clients um, if their virtual agents are making up stuff, um, if they are accurate and how accurate they are. And, and um, it's going a bit away from this traditional testing of true and false or red and green, um, ending up more to um, your bot is giving answers that are 80% correct because here we found it's true because of ABCD, but we also found there um, that there, there's, there's a slight drift in it. You know, it's mixing up stuff here or whatever. So um, what we are uh, giving back here is, is, or we are reducing this level of uncertainty. Yeah? Um, and, and this goes down this list yeah, for, for this kind of inappropriated data being pr uh, produced. Um, we have built a misuse checker um, that tests all these guardrails. Yeah? These this are most probably um, billions of test cases trying to break um, um, these uh, virtual agents and the LLMs behind them. Um, and at the end of the day, to be blunt here, um, like always in testing, you will never have 100% safety. Uh, this is not possible. Um, but we can tell you that these billions of cases are fine. Yeah? And your bot is not going to to answer uh, how to change brakes or brake discs and stuff. Um, yeah, and, and as said, there will be a security checker, a privacy checker, a bias checker. We, we are just um, experimenting with this bias checker and, and it's insane how biased AI is if, if you really dig into it. Yeah? But it's it, it's simply due to the nature of, of the data we have. Yeah? Google now, or, or to not advertise Google here, use whatever search engine and search for, I don't know, 10 great uh, 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 engineers, founders, whatever yeah, in, in, in history. And you will always get 10 men, yeah, which which is, is simply crazy. And, and um, our bias checker will tell you, well, um, your virtual agent is biased to this level yeah, and, and you should do something or, um, or, or simply not. And yeah, that's what we are doing at the end of the day. Um, all these features together um, we'll make sure that these guardrails of virtual agents are in place and that you are safe using them. Yeah, there's lots of really great stuff uh, there. My kind of my final question, actually, I do want to maybe dive a bit deeper into kind of some of those checkers that you mentioned. Um, is there anything that maybe more you can tell us about what's on the roadmap um, at Ciara to help kind of circumvent uh, a lot of a lot of the kind of pitfalls we've talked about today? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what, what I'm allowed to tell you and share is um, all the LLM testing stuff. As I said before, we are shipping in January um, the uh, the first MVPs for it, and we have a pretty long clue, a queue already of clients waiting for them. So, yeah, we will collect feedback, like always, with, with such new things. And, and here also, um, to be completely honest, uh, that's new for us, that's new for our clients. Yeah, so most probably um, we will pretty soon ship them 
um, the next versions of this stuff. And then over the year, I said, uh, security, privacy checker, bias checker, um, we will do stuff to avoid deep fakes, all, all these risks that I introduced. Um, that's one big initiative. Another big initiative is um, that we just um, extended the Sierra family with a company called Qbox. Um, Qbox was or is a leader uh, in measuring model performance. Um, we did this also before, but um, Qbox did it in a bit different way. Um, and we are integrating or incorporating their functionalities uh, into our platform now. Um, and this is also that uh, or something that will come pretty soon to our clients. Um, so they will log into the platform and simply have even more possibilities there to um, to test and optimize their conversational AI. And yeah, that's these are the two big initiatives for the next year. Yeah, well, it's great to kind of hear all that. And what I'll do for everybody watching, I'll put a link to Ciara's website um, so they can learn more about some of those capabilities that you mentioned and also a link to the Qbox acquisition um, article too. Uh, but I think maybe that's a great place to end today's chat. So thank you very much uh, for joining me today, Christoph. It was a big pleasure. Thanks again for having me, Charlie. Bye-bye. Excellent. And also uh, thanks to everybody for watching. Bye for now. <laughs>